Welcome to the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. I'm Dr. DZ Cofield, and I want to thank you for being with us on this Mother's Day. We are committed to loving God, loving all people, and changing the world in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And I want to take this opportunity first to thank you for being with us, allowing us into your space to encourage your heart, inspire your spirit, so you can be all that God wants you to be. We don't take it for granted, and we thank you for this opportunity. Here's the other thing I want to ask you to do, if you would, please share or like what we are sharing with you today. Let somebody else know that we are on the air and let them know that there's never been a better time for hope. Our word today, a scripture reading, will come from Proverbs 31, beginning at verse 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord 
will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity that you have given us a day that we have never seen before. And if history is true, a day that we will never see again, giving us a mind to come and to give you the praise, glory, and the honor. We pray now that everything that we do will be pleasing in your sight. On this stage, in this parking lot, across this country, across this world, may you be glorified. May your people be edified. And may the devil be horrified at what will take place. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I've got to send a shout out to my family members and friends all around this country. Got to give a special shout out to where I started preaching, Fairmont, West Virginia. My friend Marvin Stewart is in Morgantown, man. We send our love to you. And I certainly want to cover all of my family and friends. And you cover me in prayer as well that our worship experience will be pleasing in your sight. Come on, let's get ready to lift our hands in praise. Let's lift our voices in in praise as our praise team comes to facilitate our worship today. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Come on, stick your head out of your window and make some noise. <laughs> How many of you know that our God is a holy God? Come on, if you would declare that right wherever you are, say, Our God is holy. Hallelujah. We declare that today. And we've come to honor Him and give Him glory. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Hallelujah. Come on, let's do this, y'all. Oh, say, Lord, hear. Lord, hear the voice of your the people. Voice of your people. We cry, oh, 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 oh. Lord, hear. Lord, hear the voice of your people cry out. Say, oh. Rejoice and sing. We rejoice and sing. Rejoice and cry out. We rejoice and sing. Rejoice and say it loud. To our God. To our God. Holy. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Let's do that again. Say, Lord, here. The voice of your people cry. Say, oh, 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 oh. Lord, hear the voice of your people. We cry, oh, oh, oh. We rejoice and sing. Come on, say it. Rejoice and cry out. We cry. Rejoice and say it loud to our. To our, to our God, to our God, holy, 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 hol
forever and ever and ever we will sing. Forever and ever and ever we will sing. Forever and ever and ever we'll sing. Forever and ever and ever we'll sing. Come on, ladies, sing it with us. Come on. Sing, yeah. Holy, holy, Come on, sing forever. We'll sing. Oh, yeah. We will sing, yeah. Whoa. Say, we sing. Holy. We sing. Holy. We sing. Holy. We sing. Holy. To the King of Kings. Lord of Lords. Yeah. Holy, take it up right here. Oh, we sing. Holy, we sing. Holy, we sing. Holy, we sing. Take it up right here. We sing. Holy, to the King of Kings. Holy, you're awesome. You're sovereign. You're holy. Oh, say, Lord, hear the voice of your people. your hands and give God praise everybody hallelujah and we give him praise because he is the supplier of every need how many of you all know even in this time God is supplying all of our needs every need is met we lack nothing because Jehovah Jireh provides for us declare that where you are say I have everything I need the great I am provides for me hallelujah Thank you for providing for us, God. Glory to your name, Jesus. Come on, declare, I have everything I need. Say, I have everything I need. I have everything I need. I have everything I lack nothing. I have everything I need. I have The great I am provides for me. The great I am provides for me. Tell the Lord, you are my strength when I am weak. You are my strength. Come on. Oh, whoever I need, oh, whoever I 
the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, because you're the I am, you are. That's why my hope is built. It's built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. him right there hallelujah he is the great i am hallelujah hallelujah well let me just thank everybody for being with us i need you to know we count it as a privilege and an honor that you take time out of your schedule to give us an opportunity to minister to you in what is i think without question the most challenging time in our lifetimes and i hope and pray that we're able to encourage you uh, to go on just a little while longer to keep fighting uh, to keep praying to keep praising uh, because we will eventually get through this and uh, there is no great testimony without a great test and i know what somebody's thinking well then this is going to be one heck of a testimony when we get through this and we thank god for that. Let me say to all of the mothers, the Mimas, the Mimos, the Glamas, the Grambies, the Go Go's, the GG's, the Nini's, the Nana's, whatever name you come up with, Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you. We applaud you. We praise God for you. We thank God for you. For, in a very real sense, uh, you are in a very singular way, the highest expression of God's love on earth. And we'll talk about that a little bit today. But I think the overwhelming majority of us uh, would agree when we think about God's love and we think about that love expressed on earth, our first thought is the love that we received from our mothers. And we certainly want to thank God for all of our mothers on today. And I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to say congratulations to all of the graduates, wherever you are graduating from. I don't care where it is, preschool, elementary, middle, high school, college, graduate school, postgraduate school. I don't care what program it is. I don't care if it was summa cum laude, magna cum laude, or thank you, laude. We just want to congratulate you on graduating. We did some drive-bys and uh, wanted to congratulate several of our students who were part of that 
um, I knew you before you were born crowd. Amen. We got some kids now. I've been here long enough over the last 25 years to see kids graduating from college that were not even born when I got here and just exciting to see how God is using them. And I want to encourage those of you who are watching, you may not have had a formal graduation ceremony, but I got to tell you, the ceremony is really not what it's about. It's really about graduating. Amen. And graduation ceremony is nice to have, but uh, I've skipped some ceremonies. I was just glad to get the paper. And so um, I hope and pray that you are celebrating that accomplishment and looking forward to the opportunities that God has for you as you move forward. Got to say um, to our uh, volunteers, thank you so much. Those of you who may be watching in local, uh, we want to encourage you to get actively involved in ministry. And one of the places you can do that is here at the Good Hope Church. If you're looking to find something that you can participate in to renew your sense of purpose, um, our food bank, our food pantry is up and going. We are are serving uh, over 500 families every week. Uh, we have a partnership this week with the Mary Susan Moore Foundation. They're partnering with us to distribute masks to families, and we'll be distributing four masks to each family. And, uh, you know, we've seen some things happen in the news this past week. As states are opening up, it seems like people have gotten amnesia and have forgotten that we're still living in the midst of a pandemic. And so with the states opening up and restaurants opening up, people seem to have gotten the idea that if buildings and businesses are opening, then masks need to come off. And um, so we're seeing those numbers of those infected with the pandemic going up. Uh, we'll be distributing masks to those who desire them on Wednesday between 2 and 5 here on our campus. Uh, last but certainly not least, let me remind you to sign up for the Joy Campaign. The Joy Campaign, that's our next discipleship series that we will be starting, if the Lord says the same, next week. The Joy Campaign, uh, our theme is living a joy-filled life in a trouble-filled world. Living a joy-filled life in a trouble-filled world, and we'll be walking through and studying the book of Philippians, the book of Philippians. Uh, Philippians is filled with some of Paul's spiritual greatest hits. When you think about the Word of God and you think about passages that we have memorized, many of them come out of the book of Philippians. Um, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory right there in the book of Philippians. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me right there in the book of Philippians. He who has begun a great work in you right there in the book of Philippians. Man, it's going to be a great study. The Joy Campaign is our life group study, our small groups. Uh, you may know them by other names. But it's our small groups and members who get together and study through. We provide you with the curriculum, our sermons. We provide you with our facilitator questions as well. And uh, it's a Socratic method of studying the Bible. And so I want to encourage you, go to our website, go to our app, I Am Hope. And please, ma'am, please, sir, just click on the tab that says the Joy Campaign. 
and sign up and be a part of it. Here's the great thing. Anywhere in the country, we're being observed right now in 72 different countries and the number is going up. I want to encourage you, if you'd like to facilitate a small group in your country, you're welcome to do that as well. Just click on the tab. The information is there. Any information you need, we will make sure we get it to you. Now, we're about to worship the Lord in song. Our praise team is going to come. And then following that, we'll have our word for today. And uh, I want to encourage you this Mother's Day to recognize not just the greatness of your mother's love, but to recognize the greatness of God's love. All right. Come on, let's worship the Lord in song and let's get ready for our word. Hallelujah. How many of you know God is great and greatly to be praised? How we love you, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you the utmost praise. There is none like you. He's awesome and matchless in all of his ways. Na-na, 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 oh. Great is the Lord. He's my conqueror. He has never failed me yet. Through all my trials, tribulations, he will deliver. He's the greatest one. He's got everybody joining in today. Great is the Lord, my conqueror. He has never failed me yet. Through all, through all my trials, tribulations, he will deliver. The greatest one, he's got. Say, great is the Lord, he's my comforter. He has never left me yet. In all my days, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. He's the greatest one, he's got. Everybody join in and say, Great is the Lord, my comforter. Never left. Flood, but he raises a standard. 
Give our great God a great praise. Come on, stick your head out the window and make some noise. <laughs> Not only is he a great God, but there's nobody greater than him. No one can compare to him. There's nobody like him, no one beside him, no one above him. He's just God. And we worship him today. to the highest mountain looked all around couldn't find nobody oh, no. I went down into the deepest valley looked all around down there couldn't find nobody I 
I went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you Come on, right where you are, sing this with me You see, I searched all over Couldn't find nobody I looked high and low Still couldn't find nobody Nobody great Nobody great Nobody greater than you Nobody can heal Like you can Oh most holy one in all your ways and mighty is your hand you are he who carried out redemption's plan you are he who carried out redemption's plan you see I searched all over and I couldn't find looked high and low still couldn't find Nobody great Nobody great Nobody greater than you Thank you Jesus Said there's nobody great There's nobody greater No Nobody greater than Now come on wherever you are in your car or in your house Come on declare this with us Nobody greater Nobody greater There's nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater than you. You're worthy of the highest praise today. There's nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Search all over, couldn't find nobody, nobody greater. everybody just take a moment to offer him worship now said I looked all over couldn't find nobody looked all over couldn't find nobody like you nobody like you everybody say looked all over said I looked all over nobody like you Lord Said I looked all over, I couldn't find nobody, nobody like you, nobody like you, yeah. Oh, said I searched all over, I did. Searched all over, couldn't find nobody, nobody like you, yeah. Said I ran all over, I did.
Said I ran all over. Said I ran all over. Said I couldn't find nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody like you. Said I ran all over. Ran all over. Yeah. Nobody like you. Searched all over and couldn't find nobody like you, say ooh. Yeah, there's nobody like you. There's nobody like you. No one beside you. Nobody greater than you. No, no. No, no, no. Nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody, nobody. Yeah. Search all over, couldn't find nobody like you. Nobody like you. Nobody like you, yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody can say there's nobody like him. Come on, flash your lights if you know that's true. Come on, somebody at home, just wave your hand if you can't do anything else. And just recognize there's nobody like him. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today in his word. Father, we bless you and thank you for today. And we pray now that everything that we do and say will be pleasing in your sight. May you be glorified. May the devil be horrified. May your people be edified. As this word goes forth locally, nationally, and internationally, may somebody hear exactly what they need to continue to run this race to see what the end will be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I've had to uh, ponder, think, and wonder. God, what are you trying to show me and teach me and teach others in this pandemic? And, and one of the lessons that I've learned in this pandemic, uh, I've become really familiar with the fact that we are uh, globally weak, um, that we're not near as strong and mighty as we think we are, that our human frailty has been exposed uh, to the point that it almost feels like a, a, a sci-fi horror movie. Like, oh my God, when is this movie going to end, right? And, and that weakness has led many, including me, to this uh, place of angst, this, this place of uh, anxiety, uh, this place of, of worry. It, it's, been, it's been amazing because I'm, I'm typically not a person who worries. And, and what I have seen and what I have felt is the residual of worry but not really knowing what I'm worrying about. I don't know if I'm making sense to somebody. Just, you just kind of just feel like you're on edge. You know, you just kind of feel like, oh, like, man, what, what's going on? And, and, and so here I am, uniquely aware of worry, uh, 
uh, because of my weakness and that worry has led to a level of weariness. Just tired. Man, just tired. And, 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 and add insult to injury, not sleeping uh, right, right. My sleep patterns are off. I don't know if it's the same for you, but my sleep patterns are off. My, my eating patterns are off. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the comfort food thing way too much. And so I'm, I'm at this place where, where I was weak, started worrying, and then got weary. And if you get to that place of weariness, can I tell you what you, what you typically will look for? You're going to look for comfort, right? Um, I, I've been eating some stuff, man, that I haven't eaten since I was a kid. I don't know what's going on. Like, I've been cooking stuff and coming up with stuff and been like, man, it is good, but I'm, I'm paying the price for it, right? And, and we typically will find different ways to try to cope or try to get comfort. Um, the, the things that we would typically use are no longer available to us. We can't go to happy hour. We can't hang out with friends. We can't, can't do those things anymore like we used to. And if you're like most people, the, the one person that you could call for comfort was your mother. When I was, when I was younger, um, the person that I could call to give me comfort was my maternal grandfather. Man, I could call him. He, he would cheer me up. He, he showed me the, the, the bright side of any situation, encouraged me, and it was great. And God has blessed me to have people like that in my life. And my mother was one of those people, right? You could call her and, and talk to her and she'd give you a perspective on it and, and bring God in that. Cause my mom was for real saved, right? So she going to bring God in there. And, and, and it was like, okay, good, cool. I can run on to see what the end is going to be. But what do you do when you need comfort for a situation that is too big for you, your mama or anybody else to get you through? Like for somebody right now, if your mother's still alive, man, praise God. And if you call her to get comfort, the problem probably is she needs comfort, right? Because we're all at this place of uncomfortableness. And so today for a few moments on this Mother's Day, I want to talk to you from the thought how to find comfort in an uncomfortable times. How to find comfort in uncomfortable times, um, there's no question that the times that we're living in are uncomfortable. But I believe God has a word to show us how and where we can find comfort in the midst of these uncomfortable times. Because when your problem is too big for anybody on earth to get you through, your problem is just right for God to get you through. Our text today, foundationally, is Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66. If you have your Bibles, would you turn there, please? And if you do not have a Bible or you would like a copy of today's outline, if you download the I Am Hope app or go to our website, goodhope.org, you can find the app there. You can find the outline on the app. Now, this chapter... Chapter 66 in Isaiah is the climax of the book of Isaiah. Uh, in his B commentary series, Warren Wiersbe titled this book of the Bible, Be Comforted. Be Comforted. Uh, because there is a sense of comfort that God gives to the children of Israel. Now there's been this vicious cycle that they have been repeating over and over again. 
where they would seek God and, and honor God and God would bless them and they would prosper. And then in the midst of their prosperity, they would begin to move away from God and eventually they would forget about God and enjoy the pleasures more than they enjoyed the worship. And so here they are now in that cycle. And when they get to that place, God has to chastise them. And at times God would use their enemies to chastise them. Uh, the equivalent of giving your parents, giving a belt to your uh, mortal enemy and telling your mortal enemy to whip you because you did something wrong and they would be chastised and then they would go through a season of suffering and then they would repent and they would come back to God and God would honor them and they would go through that cycle all over again. But in this chapter, Isaiah looks through the telescope of time down the corridor of the future and he sees and says to Israel, here's where you are going to end up. This is where you will be when God is finished with you. And I believe God has a word for us today out of this passage because God wants you and God wants me to understand that what he could do and would do for Israel, he can do and will do for us. Especially when you're at that place when you need some comfort. If you need some comfort, you need to say amen wherever you are. We're not going to get through everything today. Let me just give you uh, the first point and a little bit of the second point and then I'm going to let you go. Here's what God wants you to see. First, you need to realize God cares and can comfort you. You need to realize God cares and can comfort you. Isaiah chapter 66, beginning at verse 12. For thus says the Lord, behold, I will extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse, you shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of calamity, in the midst of everything that's going on, God says, I've got you. I am going to take care of you. I am going to watch over you. And for somebody, God wants you to understand that he didn't start taking care of you when COVID-19 hit. You may have just started giving God credit for taking care of you, but he didn't just start taking care of you. God has been taking care of you. God has been watching over you. God has been providing for you. Watch what God says. God says here in Isaiah 66, in an eschatological sense, looking at the future, he says, Israel, this is what I'm going to do for you. But in this sense, for right now, God says, here's what I need you to know, child of God. I need you to know that I am going to watch over you. I need you to know that I will overflow peace and prosperity in your life. I want you to know that I can provide and care for you. Here's the question to ask yourself. What do you need him to bring you through? Now, it might be obvious to say COVID-19, but I submit to you that there's some stuff you had going on in your life before COVID-19 even got here. 
that you needed God to bring you through. Like COVID-19 is just one more thing to add to the table, right? But you had some stuff pre-existing COVID-19. You had some pre-existing conditions before the pandemic. What do you need God to bring you through? How do you need God to restore you? What do you need to, God to do for you, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually? What do you need restoration from? What do you need restoration to? Watch what God says, verse 13. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You will rejoice because God will comfort you. And notice what God says. He says, I will comfort you. You shall be comforted as a mother comforts. One of the things that I've learned that many parents need to understand is that there will be a conflict at times in a home between parenting philosophies if you don't understand that those parenting philosophies are not to be in competition with each other, but they are complementary to one another. Let me put a quarter in the meter and park here for a second. It doesn't matter whether you are the biological parents or you are stepping in and raising somebody else's child, your stepmother or stepfather, it doesn't matter. There will be conflicts philosophically. And let me give you a general rule that I have found true. If you don't understand it, you will fall out with each other and somebody will abdicate or leave or abandon their role in raising a child. So let me see if I can help you. Mothers tend to raise their children, especially their boys, to live at home. Fathers raise their children, especially their boys, to live in the world. When a child needs comfort, they typically go to their mother. When they need counsel, they typically go to their father. When they need to be made to feel good, they'll go to mama. When they need to be told how to do good, they'll go to daddy. And so God says, I have been instructing you as a father. But now I need you to know that I also have the ability to love you like a mother. That I will comfort you, child of God. In the midst of whatever you're going through, I will comfort you. That word comfort in this context, literally means to pity, to console, to ease, to take care of, to put at ease. Uh, in the middle voice, you could comfort yourself. But, but God says sometimes it's hard to comfort yourself when you are surrounded by and in the midst of what you are going through. So you have to learn how to find comfort outside of yourself when what you're going through is bigger than yourself and it extends beyond your ability to handle it. God says, I will comfort you. I will comfort you. Here's, here's what I've learned in life. Some people care, but they don't have the ability to comfort. Some people have the ability to comfort, but they don't care.
And some people can't do either one for you. They don't care and they can't comfort. But God says, I care and I can comfort. Look at A. God can comfort you in whatever you're going through. He says, whatever you're going through, you can be comforted. You can be comforted in whatever you're going through because watch this. The relationship with God does not change based on what you are going through. His presence is secure regardless of what you are going through. Somebody may ask the question, where is God? He's in the same place he has been. He is with you. And he does not have to give you an exemption from issues when he is with you in the midst of the issue. Watch what he says. He says, you will be taken care of. I am going to comfort you. And look at the illustrations that he gives. Look at the analogies. Look at the pictures that he gives. He says, you will be provided for like a nursing infant is fed. How's a nursing infant fed? They are fed totally dependent upon their mother. Nobody else can take care of them, but they can't feed themselves. They need help even to burp, right? They, they are totally dependent upon that mother. He says, like a nursing infant, he said, I'm going to provide for you. And then he said, watch this. I'm also going to carry you. I'm going to carry you. He said, I'm going to carry you like a baby on the hip of their mother. You know, some, some of you, when, when, when your babies start walking, you're just so excited and you're so happy. Ooh, look at them. They're walking. Look at their first steps. They're walking. But here's what I've learned. They're not going to walk far. Go somewhere, if you, if you will, and, and try to walk with that child. And eventually, that child is going to give you the universal signal of pick me up because I'm tired. Your legs are longer than mine. I need help. Get me, put me in the stroller, put me in the carriage, right? Because I need help. And God says, just like a mother will carry her child on her hip, I will carry you. I will take care of you. But then look at the last picture. Talks about a baby being bounced on the knee. And what happens when you bounce a baby on your knee? You put that child at ease. And God says, I will put you at ease. I will put you at ease. When you stop focusing on what you're going through and you focus on the one that's bringing you through, when you stop focusing on every situation and circumstance and realize that I'm working all things together for your good, you might not see the good in this moment, but you stop looking at snapshots, look at the whole scene and see what I am doing in your life. He says, you will be carried as a little child who is weary and out of strength. Like the shepherd carries his lambs. He says, I will carry you. I will comfort you. And you know what I've learned? I don't care how old you get, but there's something comforting about a mother's hug. About her words of encouragement. And God says, I want to comfort you. But look at B. God can comfort you wherever you are. It's not only that God will comfort you whatever you're going through. The word says God can comfort you wherever you are. I, I like this phrase, verse 13, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Listen to me carefully. 
There was a journey that they had to make back to Jerusalem. They had gone through persecution. They had gone through exile. And God says, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you back to the place that you need to be. And that place is not just a physical place. It's a spiritual place that you need to be. It's an emotional place that you need to be. It's a mental place that you need to be. And God says, I will bring you back. I will comfort you as a caring mother and I will bring you back and you will be comforted in Jerusalem. You will be comforted wherever you are and you're going to be comforted until you get back to where you need to be and you will be comforted at that place when I get you back. Let me help somebody right now who's watching, somebody who's listening today. The question I want you to ask yourself is, where is God trying to get you to? See, I've told you over and over again, there are at least three things that God is trying to teach you in every situation in life. What is God trying to teach you about yourself? What is God trying to teach you about other people? And what is God trying to teach you about him? And I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that there is somebody here who is watching. There is somebody here under the sound of my voice. If nothing else, God is trying to teach you that you can live without what you thought you could never live without. And God is trying to teach you that you need to make sure you live with what you've been trying to live without. That the things that you thought you could not live without, God said, let me show you how you can live without them. And the one that you've been trying to live without him, he says, no, let me show you how much you need me. See, God comforts and his comfort is supernatural. He comforts naturally. God comforts personally. God comforts lovingly. God comforts practically. God comforts broadly. God comforts constantly and consistently. God comforts effectually. God comforts fervently. God wants to comfort you if you will allow him. Watch what the psalmist says in Psalm 71, beginning at verse 20. You have allowed me to suffer much hardship but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. Listen to what the psalmist says. God, you have allowed me to suffer some things. God doesn't have to cause it. All God has to do is allow it. God says, you have allowed, I've allowed you to suffer some hardship. But watch what the psalmist says. You will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. Then I will praise you with music on the harp because you are faithful to your promises. Oh, my God, I will sing praises to you with a lyre. Oh, holy one of Israel, I will shout for joy and sing your praises for you have ransomed me. The psalmist says, whatever you've allowed, God, I know you can restore me. I know you can lift me. I know you can honor me. And I know you can comfort me. 
what has God allowed to happen in your life? And I submit to you, if there's an absence of stuff, it may be because God wanted to move the stuff so he can get your attention about you. If you were walking around defining your self-worth by your net worth and living life from the outside in, maybe what God has been trying to do is get your attention so that you will recognize in him, you need to learn how to live life from the inside out. Instead of from the outside in, maybe what God is trying to teach you is it's not what you have is who you are. And you have been focusing on having more than you've been focusing on being. And God said, let me get your attention, because at the end of the day, when the cars, cash, commodities and creature comforts are gone. What's left is who you are as a person. What you have, somebody had it before you got it. Somebody's going to have it after you are gone. But who you are is what really matters to God. That's why my old pastor used to say the problem with many in life is you're climbing the ladder of success and get to the top of the ladder and find out it's been leaning against the wrong building the whole time. And for somebody, you've had to take your ladder down and put it in the right place. Let me close with this thought. Here's the second thing. You need to realize the comfort of God blesses you internally so you can withstand all you face externally. The blessings of God, the comfort of God blesses you internally so you can withstand all you face externally. Verse 14, Isaiah 66. You shall see and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like the grass and the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants and he shall show his indignation against his enemies. He says, when you see the comfort of God, you will rejoice. Your heart will rejoice. Your bones will flourish. Now I want you to see the therapeutic nature of God's comfort. What what does God's comfort do for you? God says, when I bring my divine comfort on your behalf, first thing I need you to do is see it. See it. And you can't see the comfort of God simply by looking with eyesight. You need divinely guided insight. You need discernment so you can see the comfort of God. Some of you are missing and can't see the comfort of God because you are looking at your physical discomfort and missing God's comfort in the midst of it. You're saying, well, look at what I have to go through instead of realizing who's taking you through. And God says, you've got to, you've got to understand how therapeutic it is. He says, so see, see, behold, consider, discern, comprehend, see, see what I am doing. And then next he says, your heart will rejoice. Look at him again. He's on the inside. He says, I'm I'm not doing anything on the outside right now. I got, I got the outside covered, but I need you to get right on the inside. He says, your heart will rejoice. Your heart will be cheered. Your heart will be joyful. And then I love this word picture, this idea. Your bones will flourish like the grass. Your bones will flourish like 
like the grass. I, I don't know about you, but going through this, this pandemic, there have been times that I, that I felt some aches that I didn't even know I had. I mean, when I say I felt some aches, I mean, just some stuff just I just didn't feel right. I mean, I'm calling the doctor and, you know, part of it at first was I just wanted to check and make sure I didn't have, you know, COVID-19, you know, because they were changing the, the signs of it. And, you know, so often. And so, you know, if I got two coughs in a row, I was like, oh, oh wait, allergy. Nope, maybe COVID. Hey, doc, I got two coughs. You know, uh, I, I got a little dizzy one day. And I was like, is dizziness a sign? Call, call him. Find out. Is that a symptom? And he was like, no, you sound like you just got some water in your ear. Did you take a shower this morning? Maybe you got some water in your ear. I was like, yeah, I did. How do you know that? <laughs> He's like, it's just vertigo. It'll pass. It'll just dry out, right? But, but I mean, all of us were concerned. All of us were asking questions. But, but watch what God says. I will make your bones flourish like the grass. I will give you some inner strength. I will give you some strength that you didn't know you had because it came from me. Somebody today needs to understand that the comfort of God is available. And he says, just like a mother comforts you, I want to comfort you. Somebody today who may be in need of that comfort. I don't know if mom is still around or maybe mother is gone. But this is a time when we all need some comfort. And for somebody, maybe you've been comforting others, but you've gotten to a place where your tank is on empty. And you need some comfort. God says, realize I'm comforting you. Let me comfort you. Rest in me. Don't, don't hang in there. God says, rest in me. That's what the psalmist says. Psalm 37, rest in the Lord. Rest in him and let the Lord comfort you from the inside out. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. I thank you uh, for your word. And I pray now, God, that uh, you would just let us exhale in you. Thank you for being there for us even when we didn't realize you were there when we didn't recognize you were there when we didn't praise you like you were there thank you because just like nothing could comfort us like our mother's love you remind us that you can comfort us beyond even our mother's love because you see all, you know all and you can speak to all and so we give you the glory and honor now on the other side of chaos and calamity as a matter of fact not on the other side in the midst of chaos and calamity you bring comfort and so we pray now that we would leave today not just celebrating our mothers, but celebrating the motherly love that you give to us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For somebody who's watching, uh, maybe you're here 
if you are in need of uh, personal counseling or maybe you'd like to talk to somebody, our deacons are here on the parking lot. And what I'm going to ask you to do is uh, put on your flashes. If you put your flashes on and I'm going to have the deacons walking and looking. If there's somebody here you want uh, assistance, you need help. Um, whatever it is, if we can help you, we, we will. We, we've got food here on campus. We've got other things that you may need. Uh, and if you need spiritual help, we certainly want to do that today while you're here. For those of you who are watching, uh, the number one concern is whether or not uh, you know the Lord in the pardon of your sins. And I want to give you an opportunity if you've never made a commitment to Jesus Christ you're positioned to make a first-time commitment to Jesus, uh, or maybe you want to renew your commitment to the Lord, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Uh, if somebody is watching right now, and, and you have rejected Jesus because of the people who have represented him. Um, I don't know if it's justified or not justified, but your feelings are legitimate. But here's what I want you to know. Your love for God should be independent of people. And I need you to know that when we talk about knowing the Lord and knowing God, it's not about rituals. It's not about routines. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship with the God who loves you so much. He loves you where you are, but he loves you so much. He doesn't want to leave you there. He wants to make something beautiful out of your life. And so as we lead you through this prayer of salvation, we lead you through what some call the sinner's prayer. Uh, we want to help you to make a decision today for Jesus Christ. This prayer is very simple. It's, it's simply a prayer that's in alignment with the scriptures. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And, and there are some who are going to say, well, you know, that, that's too easy. That's too easy. Well, no, the problem is they make it too hard. Uh, they want you to have some theological knowledge about God at a depth and at a level that, in all honesty, many Christians don't have. And they've been walking with Jesus a long time. You don't have to be a seminary graduate to be saved. You don't have to be a Bible college student to be saved. The Bible says, just confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you can be saved. It's simple. It's simple. I want you, if you will, wherever you are, to bow your heads and I want to lead you in this prayer. I want to lead you in this prayer. And repeat after me because I want you to know by faith that you've asked Jesus Christ into your life. Let's pray. And repeat after me. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I want to turn away from my sin and live the life you have planned for me. I'm asking as humbly as I can for you to forgive me of my sins cleanse me from my past and make me new I know your son Jesus Christ died for me
I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. And at this moment, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for your grace. And I pray that you would give me eternal life in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I believe with all my heart, if you prayed that prayer, that you're saved. Now listen, you're not perfect. You need to find a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-practicing church to begin your discipleship process. Discipleship has two phases, evangelism and edification, according to the Word of God. You just completed the first stage, but the second step is as important as the first, and that's getting into the Word of God and learning for yourself. If you're not able to get to a church, if you don't have a church home, we would love to serve you during this period. If you would like to link up with us, please send us an email and uh, we will be happy to get you plugged in to our churches, to our ministries, so we can virtually encourage you along the way. It's time for us to worship the Lord in giving. For those of you who would like to give, there are six ways that you can give. Don't go anywhere though, because listen, we've got a special tribute from our children and our youth to the mothers and we're going to play that before we let you go all right but for those of you who would like to worship the lord in giving you are welcome to do that um we are a smartphone church we're a smartphone friendly church and five of those six ways you can give using your smartphone or your tablet device or online so if you have been blessed and encouraged man we would love to have you partner with us in this kingdom building work. I want to thank all of our volunteers who have been coming up, all of our members who are giving above and beyond and sacrificing. Uh, don't forget Wednesday and Thursday, we have food pantry hours, Wednesday and Thursday. And on Wednesday, we will also be distributing masks as well. Now, our children and our youth, the children of hope, uh, children's ministry, they're having virtual church and uh, you don't want to miss the virtual children's church. You can participate in that. Those of you who are on the parking lot and you're listening to K103, Point three, uh, K Hope. Um, you can also receive a children's ministry packet for your children or your grandchildren for the month of May. Our children's ministry has put together a tremendous uh, packet of exercises for your children, so you can do that. And uh, just let us know. Flash your lights, if you will. Um, let. Reverend, uh, Deacon Birkins, I'm getting ready to promote him. Deacon Birkins will, will get that packet to you and you can share that with your children as well as your grandchildren. Um, we're going to play this video while we do that. Uh, let me say thank you to all who are watching with us today, who have chipped in, who have streamed with us. Man, happy Mother's Day. I hope you're having a great day. Man, we're having great weather here in Houston, but I know there are those of you who are watching all over the country, including those of you who are on the East Coast, and some of you have snow, and it's cold, and it's wet, and it's rainy, and it's nasty on the outside, but it's still can be nice on the inside. So have a great Mother's Day. And if you don't have anybody to encourage you, listen, encourage yourself and let the Lord comfort you this Mother's Day. Get ready. Our children are coming. 
the true youth are coming. They're going to celebrate Mother's Day for you. And listen, this is going to be a great Mother's Day treat because, you know, these little heathens, when you brought them home and they were so selfish, that this may be the first time you hear a child say thank you to a mama. And, and then here's what you need to do. Tell your baby, look at this, look at this. See right here? This is, what, this is what you need to do. You need to thank me. Thank me. All right? God bless you. We love you. Bye-bye. Moms are special because from the time babies are in the womb, they care for us. There are so many more ways moms are special. I want to invite you to join me in a Mother's Are Special Challenge, and I'll be the first to start. My mom is special because she's my mom. Happy Mother's Day. Moms are amazing, and we should celebrate them because they gave birth to us, and they love us every single day. Moms are very special to us because they give us food and lunch and dinner, and they clean around the house whenever we don't, and they just care for us and love for us so much. Before I go to school, before I go to bed, before I go to bed, every kind of places, that's my mom's special. One of the reasons I'm grateful for my mom is that she's a good cook. She's a woman of God, and she is none of y'all can't. None of y'all can't have the best mom in the whole wide world. My mom is important because she, she's nice, she's helpful, and she's kind. I'm grateful for my mother because she loves me unconditionally. Because you're always there and you're super supportive and encouraging towards me. You really allow me to express my creativity in any way possible, including baking. She takes care of all our needs, and she also goes to work hard just to provide a roof over us and clothes in our back. Really thankful for that. I don't know where I would be without her, and I really love her. Christy, why is mommy special to you? Well, she's special to me because she takes care of me, and she has a big heart for me, and I love her so much. I am very grateful for my mother because... She loves me and my siblings all unconditionally. She's independent and she provides for us every single day. Because I work hard, our body is everything that we want. And then I love her. And then happy Mother's Day, Mom. I'm thankful for my mom because she do a lot around the house and and at work. And she put a roof under her head. She loves us. Moms are special because they're the first people you see at birth. Moms are special because they love you and they care for you. The reason I love my mother is because she is such a kind person. She just is always there for me. She has such a heart for God. Because she, she go to work, work hard, and then, and then she buys stuff. She's so loving and she's caring. She's always wanting the best for others before herself. And she's always there for other people. She has the biggest heart. She gave me a home and food. I am so, so, so grateful and thankful for my mom. She doesn't get the recognition she deserves. She does 
a whole lot. And I'm so thankful that the Lord blessed me with that amazing woman. My mom is required to me because she loves me, she cares about me, she cares me, also she always, she always protects me. I'm just a happy mother's day to the best mom ever. You do everything you can for me and I thank God for that every day. You may not have it, but you'll make sure I still get it. And I'm really blessed to have you. And you're just amazing. Mom is important to me because me and my mom went to go get our nails done together. And also me and my mom have a mo- had a movie night. I am grateful for my mom because she has put the roof over my head, food on the table, and clothes on my back. And she is, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. And she is my protector. I'm grateful for my mom because she works hard for my family and me. My mother is so kind, so loving. She's right with God. She's um a very touching person. You can go to her for anything. And um, she will always be there for you. And I just love her because she's been like that for like my whole life. Mothers are special because they gave birth to us, love to us, and care to us. Like saying hello and thank you, please. While scrubbing. 